0: Welcome to today's podcast, where we talk about wanting to look better is not enough motivation to lose weight, most likely. Now, if you are a model or how you look is intertwined with your career and your finances or something really important in your life, it may be for a little while. But overall, weight wanting to look better is... I, from what I've seen is not enough motivation to get you to achieve the weight loss goals you have. Now you're saying, Jim, that's not true. I, I know I wanna, it's enough motivation for me. But my question to you is, are you losing the weight you want? Because if your main focus is I wanna look better and if you look back on the last six months, a year and you haven't lost any weight, then I think we're gonna have to agree that it's not enough motivation. If it was enough motivation, you'd be getting the results you want or at least you'd be doing the things to get you the results that you want. Um, and you're probably not. And it's because the way we look really is not that motivating to us, okay? Think about it this way. We've evolved in an environment, a food-scarce environment, where all the biological mechanisms we have want us to overeat, right? We evolved in an environment where never was there any motivation to want to lose weight. None and the motivation we have to lose weight now is really based on our prefrontal cortex, which is the newest part of our brain. And that part, that little part of your brain, which is about 10% of your brain, is fighting against all of your biology, all of your brain to try and lose weight. And so if you just make it about how you look, you're gonna realize you're not gonna have a motivation to get the results most likely. So what do you do? Um, and just one quick point on the evolution, we evolved in an environment where there was no pictures, there was no scale, there were no mirrors. So in terms of how much value you actually give how you look, it's low. I know you think it's a lot because we live in a culture that conditions us to think that way. But I'm letting you know that in real, real motivation, things that truly motivate us, that's a weak one. You know, that's called an extrinsic motivator and it's the weakest form of motivation. So how do you get the motivation to actually lose the weight? What do you do? Now, I'm not telling you that you don't want to focus on looking better, okay? I'm not saying don't focus on that. I'm saying you need more. And the more motivation, really, you need to find some intrinsic motivators. What are intrinsic motivators? Well, there's a lot of different ways to approach this. I mean, obviously we could say our health, but most people for some reason kind of undervalue their health in this society. I don't know what the reason for that is, but, but let's put that aside for a second. What I would suggest in order to find the real motivation for you to get the results you want is to find areas of your life that are already most important. So in your life, what is the most important things? It may be relationships with people that you love and care about. It may be your work right? Earning an income and, and making the money and, and creating the reality that you want financially. It um, may be personal development, right? Each and every day, like improving it and growing and evolving as a person. Okay. But for you in your life, for the last five years, 10 years, your whole life, what things have been most important and motivating to you? Things that even when you're tired, you still do them, right? At work. When we're tired, we still go to work, even though we're tired, right? Because we're really motivated to do it. Um, we're a parent. Our kids want some food. We're tired and don't want to do it, but we do it anyways, right? Because it's so important. You want to identify those things. Now what we want to do is we want to wrap our weight loss around those things. We want to build our weight loss motivation around things that are already motivating to us. What most people are trying to do is say, okay, now weight loss is really important to me. It wasn't yesterday. It wasn't for the last year, but now it's going to be really important to me. That's going to be tough, okay? And so what we want to do is we want to find things that are already motivating to us and, again, figure out how the weight is negatively affecting those things and how when we get control of our weight, our health, our lifestyle, our eating, it's going to help those things. So how? let's just say, for example, that being a parent is one of the most important things in your life, okay? Um, How do you make your weight loss related to that? Because right? we're not talking, again, it's so hard to get the point, right? The diets have conditioned us to think about weight loss visually, right? So when I say, how is losing weight going to help you be a better parent? It's almost like you're offended. My kid doesn't care my, my size. They, they love me for who I am. I know that. I'm not talking about how you look. I'm talking about who you are when you're happy with yourself, when you got your eating, your lifestyle, your weight, your health under control, when you feel good about yourself, when you feel powerful, um, strong in control versus the you that feels out of control, that feels like you have no control over these things, that's powerless, um, not happy with your body, sluggish, low energy, you know, brain fogged, right? This is what I'm talking about. And you can't disagree that those two yous are going to be totally different parents. And one's going to be a better parent than the other one. I know this is this is kind of like deep stuff, right? So I appreciate even sticking with this because I know it's hard to hear this stuff, but you hear the fact that it's kind of deep and it's like, that's good. Okay. That means that we're getting closer to real motivation because again, Oh, I want to wear my perfect jeans. I want to fit my skinny jeans. How long you been saying that? You know what I mean? If it's not working for you and hasn't worked for you for 10 years, we got to switch it up. And I'm telling you, this works like gangbusters. When you find things you're already motivated about, maybe you're an entrepreneur, maybe you you take your, your work really serious. Well, again, how is your weight directly impacting that? Negatively, and how could it affect it positively? Not visually, not how you look, even though that's a factor as well. I'm talking about the person you are. When you're eating well, when you're getting rest, when you're at your goal weight, when you move and you're comfortable, you're happy with yourself, you feel strong, powerful, energized, focused, motivated, Is that not going to help you earn more money, be more successful, be a better parent, be a better partner? Whatever is important in your life, are you not going to be a better version of being a better version of yourself is not going to make those things better? And not being that better version of yourself, kind of being out of control the weight, feeling sluggish, feeling upset, powerless, all the rest of it, is that not going to make those things worse for you, you know? So again, this isn't a secret. It's just, we never think this way because the diets condition us to just think visually, aesthetically, superficially. And your motivation, if you're really honest with yourself, is very superficial, right? You get real, okay, tomorrow's Monday, I'm going to do it. And you do it for a couple days and then it just fades away. That's because your motivation's superficial. It's based on how you look. It's not enough. You've got to find deeper reasons why. And so relationships, again, are a good place to start. And when you really make the reason that you want to get your weight under control, you want to get your eating, your lifestyle, your health under control, so I can live as long as I possibly can and have as many experiences with the people I love as possible. Let's compare that motivation against I want to wear a bathing suit to the beach this summer. Do you know what I mean? Like, like one is way deeper and more meaningful. And as you build your motivation, this whole process around that motivation, you're gonna feel much more focused, engaged, and committed to the process than, well, I haven't worn a bathing suit to the beach in 30 years, but I really want to. And you've been saying that for 30 years. That, that sh- Again, if it hasn't worked in 30 years, it's probably not going to work in the future. Fine. Let it go. Okay? This is the motivation secret that can make the biggest difference for you. Because once you really wrap your weight loss around being a better parent, being a better partner, being a better business owner, financial, things that are really important to you, it gets elevated to a higher in- level of importance for you and you stay committed to it and that's when you start getting the amazing results. So what I want you to do is take some time and think about a, what are the areas of your life that are most important and how do you identify those? What are the things you do in your life even when you don't want to do them? It's simple. It's simple. Okay. What are the things you do even when you're tired, exhausted, sick, don't feel like doing it. Okay. What are those things? And now I want you to ask yourself, how is my weight, not how I look, how is the effects of the weight, the eating, the lifestyle, feeling tired, discouraged, frustrated, all those negative things, how is that version of you negatively impacting the things that are most important in your life and how, if you transformed all these things and really became empowered and strong and the person you wanna be, how would that help those areas of your life? And I think if you do this exercise, you're gonna uncover and unleash a lot more motivation in yourself and that is gonna make the whole weight loss process completely different than probably anything you've ever experienced before. So best of luck with this. Um, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. I will do my best to answer them as I get to them. Again, I, I know I mentioned this. TikTok changed their algorithm a week or so ago, and it is annoying because they show every single person that joins. And, uh, and it's just hard to find the questions. Ashley, what's up, Ashley? So I lost 16 of the 20 pounds I wanted to lose by the end of the eight weeks. The way I think about and interact with food now is like I never imagined I could. Well, Ashley, I'm going to take a screenshot of that. You're awesome. And uh, not surprised because you really committed to the program, right? Ashley's in the program yourself, then program. And uh, that's awesome. Again, more importantly than losing 16 to the 20 pounds is that, again, you've got this this mindset. More importantly than even the mindset is that you have this system that you can keep coming back to. That, that's the key part here, you know? Obviously, you know, dropping 16 pounds is wonderful. Great job. Um, but the, the more important thing is that you now have a new structure, new paradigm of how to master your weight that you'll be able to live within forever. And each and every day that goes by, you get better and better at it. You know, So this is just the beginning of, of the whole thing. You know, And congrats on, again, not just losing the weight. That's exciting. But more importantly is the commitment you made to it. You know what I mean? You really committed to it and you deserve all of those results. And regardless of what the weight loss results were, the fact of how you think differently about all this is the real um the real benefit you know that that that's the real uh secret to getting long term results you know and so uh that, that's amazing that that's really great and uh I hope your foot's getting better too. I hope you, I don't know if you did you get a thing, did you get a thing on that? I made a treat yesterday and I actually put the rest away because I didn't want the rest. Wow, actually. That's what I mean, you know. And again, with, with program yourself then, one thing that makes it so different is that it um, you know, we we talk about pleasure eating. You know, it, this is such a hidden part of weight loss that no one ever talks about. You know, in program yourself then we have a five-two model of eating, five days clean eating, two days of pleasure eating. And what most people initially say, oh my God, the pleasure eating, I'm just gonna blow it, you know? But that's part of the process is learning how to eat for pleasure, right? Most people on a diet just wanna repress that piece, no eating for pleasure, right? But again, if you think long-term, you're never gonna give up eating for pleasure forever. It's one of the great pleasures we have as being human beings, and especially in the reality we live in. I mean, there's lots of food pleasures. So we wanna have, in a weird way, program yourself then makes food pleasure like a cornerstone of the program, right? Because the more you focus on the pleasure of food, when you do it strategically, you can utilize that to get yourself to eat well the other times, you know? Because most of the food pleasure you have anyways is dopamine induced, you know? And you actually have more wiring for the, you have more wiring for the anticipation of pleasure than for the actual pleasure you get out of eating, you know? So a lot of, most of the pleasure you get from food is looking forward to it, not the actual just eating of it. I know that sounds strange. Again, think about it, right? In, in a natural environment, you needed more motivation to get the food than to eat the food once it's in front of you. That's the easy part, you know? And so your brain is wired that way to make it so that you get the food, so you're motivated to do it. And that motivation is created by imagining eating the food, all right? So we utilize this in the program and we keep that pleasure out there. You focus on it because again, and, and this is this is studied, folks. Again, there's so much psychology in this whole program, but especially the eating piece, where um, they did a study with people. They kind of cranked up their cravings and they offered them chocolate cake and they would have them say different phrases. You know, I can't have that. I'm on a diet. No, I shouldn't do that. And um, they had them try different phrases. See which one kind of felt the best in kind of getting you past the craving. And the one that worked far and away the best was I'll have it later, right? Why does that work? Because again, you're not cutting it off, right? Most others, I can't have that. I can't have cake. I I can't have cake anymore, right? Deprivation, deprivation. And instead now we're saying, I'll have it later. Okay, we didn't cut it off. So it's still out there. Yeah, it's a slight little dip of disappointment. I can't have it now. That's okay. I'll have it later. So it's just a little dip of disappointment and then you're looking forward to it. That's how you utilize your brain for success. You know, you don't just, that's it. No more cake ever again. That's the fastest way to trigger cravings that are uncontrollable for a lot of people. And so, again, a big part of the the process of really mastering your weight is to come up with an eating plan that's not just based on weight loss. You know, it's it's really like, and I know this sounds strange, but it's like your goal really shouldn't be to lose weight because that's a very short term goal and it's not really what you want. What you truly want is you want to lose the weight, get back to your goal weight and live the rest of your life there on near autopilot. No one ever articulates this piece, even though that's really what you want. I know you've lost weight in the past and put it back on. Are, do you, do you look, look back longingly at the time you lost? The, oh, I'm, I'm so glad I lost weight back then and put it back on. No, right? You're pissed off that you put the weight back on. So again, you're changing this process up for you starts right at the beginning by redefining the goal. You don't just want to lose weight, okay? And this is so important because this transforms your mindset, all right? Um hope say, watching this at the gym on the treadmill. That's awesome. 27 minutes of laps. Nice job, Hope. That's brilliant. By the way, um, i this is all a podcast as well, right? So if you go search Program Yourself Thin um, on any of the pl- podcast platforms, it's there. I would strongly recommend you listen to the podcast regularly. You know, I'm not just sharing information with you. I'm using conversational hypnosis. I am literally... Working to reprogram your subconscious mind in the way that you think about food, weight loss, uh, yourself, your health, all of these things. So, yeah, listening to this podcast while you're working out is probably one of the smartest things you could do. Um, I guess the only thing smarter than that is actually getting in the program and, and using the things in there and working with me directly. But the, the program, um, the, the podcast itself is definitely something you should be listening to. It's a great job, Hope. nice job 27 minutes of laps. that's awesome so now you're you're working out your body and you're working out your mind right and the mind's the the key part of this whole puzzle here you know and it's the one that's most often ignored um you know i I don't know most diets aren't going to teach you about mindset i'm pretty skeptical of diets you know i like to mention this every day is that you know you're struggling to lose weight right and you say god and you think about it all the time, right? You're always, why the hell am I struggling so hard to lose weight? What's wrong with me? Why can't I stick to a plan? Why can't I do this? How long is it gonna be? Am I ever gonna be able to? That, that's, I know you think about this all day long, but you have to recognize that subconsciously, the way that you think about weight loss has basically been in, installed into you by the diets, right? You at this point, you really can't even separate weight loss from dieting, right? When you think about weight loss, you think about dieting, or you think about surgery or medicine most likely. You don't think about mindset, you know, and I think there's a very important reason for this. I think it's because all the diets that you are referencing subconsciously of how to lose weight, pretty much all of them are owned by big food companies. You know, Weight Watchers is owned by Heinz. Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle. Uh, The company owns Atkins Food Prox. The same company owns Onions, Pretzels, and Cinnabon. Uh, A company that owns uh, Slim Fast. The same company owns Ben & Jerry's. I don't think these companies really want you to master your weight. I think they want you to stay in this diet, overeating merry-go-round for the rest of your life, you know? And so I think that if you want to lose weight and you feel like you're struggling, not sure what to do, where I want to point you to is really focusing on the mindset piece. And if you can really figure out how to shift your mindset and create the mindset ultimately of a thin, healthy person, that is going to be the thing that finally get you the results that you want, you know, you got to look at your weight loss history. And I think you'll recognize that it's a recurring pattern of trying a diet, sticking with it for a couple of days or a couple of weeks, then going back to how you normally eat. And you basically just keep repeating this cycle and you have to get off of that cycle. You have to step off of that hamster wheel because again, it just, you're not getting anywhere. You know, and it gets harder and harder as you get older to get started again, because you keep, ups- you keep on stacking up failures. You know, And of course the worst failure we can have is when we actually lose the weight and then we put it back on. Then we associate even weight loss to failure, which is where a lot of people end up. And so uh, I think the, the first step around that is to realize I can't just start another plan being the same person I am. I have got to start working on becoming another version of myself. You know, so to put it down into a simple way that rhymes is stop focusing on information and start focusing on transformation. Um, Program Yourself Then is really an inside out approach to weight mastery. I don't just give you a meal plan to follow, right? That, that's not the problem. <laughs> you know what you should and shouldn't eat. You've followed meal plans. You, you've tried this. The problem is you can't stick with it. You know, you can't stick with it. And that's what the real issue comes down to is that you have very little ability to influence your behaviors. You never learn how to, you know, your, your whole diet, it put it in a nutshell. Um, thanks, Cheryl. Uh, and to put into a nutshell, basically every single diet is out there telling you what to do. And it's always some diet plan to say, okay, do this, eat this way. And then it's up to you say, okay, now I got to get myself to do it. You don't know how to do it. You got one tool and one tool only willpower. And that willpower comes and goes. It doesn't last for you. And you don't know how else to change your behaviors. You have no idea how to make your new eating behaviors automatic. You never even think in those terms. You just subconsciously approach your weight loss as if it's a, a battle of will. Right? It feels like a white knuckle ride. Okay, tomorrow's Monday. I got to do this. Right? And the whole time you're trying to fight against yourself. Thanks, Sarah Jane. I appreciate that. It is good information. I'm not going to, again, this is no time for false humility. When it comes to the weight loss diet industry, uh, geez, you know, it's like it's it's literally it's like 99.999% people telling you what to do. And it, it's no one ever talking about that deeper level of how how do I get myself to do it? How do I maintain it? How do I stick to it? How do I make it last? No one ever talks about that, you know? I don't know why. And it's frustrating for me. You know, I've been doing this professionally for 20 years. I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. I read 50 books a year. I mean, I've just I'm just obsessed with this. And I have to be, cause it's like, I'm kind of, I have to figure it out for myself to be, to be honest. I, I would love if someone was out there teaching mindset, weight loss stuff. I would just learn from them and, and then use that. But it's like, yeah, I figured out on my own. That's what program yourself then is a product of, you know, speaking with people that have successfully lost weight and kept it off. Hey, how'd you do it? Not just what you did. Not, not Don't just tell me what you ate and what you exercised stop with that folks i see that all the time i'll do videos and someone will be like oh i lost 50 pounds or whatever and then, then you're still like oh tell me how you did it how'd you do it how'd you do it and it's like what do you think they're gonna say <laughs> like why are you acting like this is like the, the such a mystery you know like what do you think they're gonna say they're gonna say they did keto they didn't have fasting they cut the meat out they cut the vegetables out they cut the cheese out they, whatever you know what i mean like knowing what to do is not the problem man <laughs> like you know already what to do you know what you should and shouldn't need to lose weight at least most of it right problem is is okay tomorrow i'm not gonna eat sugar right okay and then noontime starts and it's like oh what about the cookies oh what about ice cream? i'm not gonna have ice cream tonight now right and then, and then it's like it feels oh, oh, oh and next thing you know you're eating ice cream and eating the cookies and, and that at the end of the day that that's what's knocking you off the path you know um, which is really interesting. Because again, this is where I think things get really interesting is that you have been thinking about weight loss, trying to lose weight for probably decades. And if you're really honest with yourself, you would have to admit that you know as little about how to lose weight right now as you did before you started your first diet. You're, that's the saddest part to me. That's why I get out here and do this stuff for free. I do the podcast for free, the videos on TikTok for free. I do all this stuff for free. Yes, I have a program too, but I do this stuff for free because I wanna get you onto a weight mastery path. Well, you on the diet path, it's like you do it for a couple days or a couple weeks and then you stop doing it. And you just keep flip-flopping. You got two mindsets. You got an overweight mindset and you got a dieter mindset. And you just keep flip-flopping between them, you know? And you never get anywhere. You're, you're sta- again, that's why I said that. it's like the hamster wheel, it's like a merry-go-round. Feels like you're moving, feels like you're doing something, but when you take a step back and look, like nothing's changing. And worse than nothing changing, because things not changing is not the worst thing that, that can happen. The worst thing that can happen is nothing changes and you don't fucking learn anything from it. <laughs> That's the biggest problem. That's why we got the saying, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing, expecting a different result. But is this not what you're doing with the weight loss. Now, I don't blame you because you don't even know what the alternative is. You know, the diets have really, think about this, right? We in our lives have been exposed to millions of diet ads in our lives. It really frames how we think about weight loss. And um, so I don't blame anyone for being stuck in this mindset. I, I get out here though to try and show you there's a better way, a much better way. And let me just show you one example of what I mean by that. You know, if we look at the dieting mindset, and I don't know you, I don't know what diets you've done, but tell me if this doesn't sound familiar, right? If this sounds familiar, give me some hearts, okay? Does it not happen that you always start on a Monday, right? And when you start, whatever plan it's going to be, it doesn't matter if you're keto, weight watchers, intermittent fasting, Mediterranean, it doesn't matter. Whatever diet philosophy you believe in, um, what happens is Monday comes, always a Monday, right? And you go into that plan 100%, 100%. I'm going to be perfect with it, right? Because subconsciously, the way you think about weight loss, you think it is a temporary thing. I'm going to diet until I lose the weight. I want to lose the weight quick. So I'm going to be perfect with this so I lose the weight fast. You think of your weight loss like it's a sprint. And again, with a sprint, you have to be perfect in order to win that race. You trip a little bit in a sprint, you lost the race. Only perfection can win a sprint. And so every mistake you make, even if it's tiny, right? You eat eat four days on it. You eat perfect, perfectly according to plan. And you make one little mistake. Well, what happens? It feels catastrophic. And now it's like, "Oh, oh, fuck. Blew it again. All right. And now you're off track for three months. Only to repeat the cycle again for a couple days, right? And so the way you're... Subconsciously, thinking about weight loss is it's that all or nothing mindset you have, and every Monday is all. I'm going to be 100% perfect. So here you sit watching this, and I'm going to guess that you have been. You think about weight loss all day long. You're obsessed with it. You're constantly thinking about why am I not losing weight? Why can't I stick to a plan? Why am I an overeater? Why do I love sweets so much? Why can't I stop eating the ice cream? Why can't always about what what I'm not doing? What's wrong with me? And you don't start the plan though, right? The months months might go by, you're constantly thinking about weight loss, but you're not doing anything to make it happen. Why is this, right? Now the good news is it's not rocket science, right? Why is it, why don't you start a plan? Why are you not making any forward momentum? Because your idea of starting a plan is like, oh, 1,200 calories, oh, counting all those points, oh, no carbs, oh. No eating for sixteen hours, oh, right? Is that not the dieter sound in your head? Oh, right. Because you don't want to do it. I don't blame you. It's listen. You haven't been paying attention to your eating. Your eating's out of control. Now tomorrow everything's gonna be perfect. Tell me you're not already overwhelmed, tired, stressed out, anxious. Right? Are you? Are you an American living in America? Come on. <laughs> what are you? You're just calm and relaxed. Got all the time in the world, all the energy and focus in the world. No, right? You're just holding on, right? And um, so what are you gonna do to lose weight? You're gonna go, you're already kind of at capacity, right? You're up to here with life, (laughs) right? And it's like, what are you gonna do tomorrow? You're gonna completely change your eating. You're gonna completely go and buy new food. You're gonna completely cut all your calories down. I mean, come on, right? It's so obvious. It's so like, it's so exhausting. That's why you're not doing it because you, you wanna lose weight, but the only way you think you can lose weight is to do this extreme thing that you don't wanna do. Right? So, so uh, to make it simple, subconsciously, you associate pain to losing weight because you think, Oh, deprivation, difficulty, hard, challenging, tiring, boring, hard, doesn't work shit. (laughs) Right? And you don't do it. No shit. No wonder why. Okay. That's the only way, but here's the, here's the trap you're in and you don't realize it. This is what I want you to get. Get nothing else out of what I'm saying. Please get this. You're in a mental prison. And the dieters put it there. You you are stuck in a dieter mindset because to you, the only way you can lose weight is to do this extreme thing that you don't want to do. You've done in the past. It hasn't worked. You hate doing it. it it's It sucks. And so you don't want to do it. But the big problem is you. what the jailer didn't know is the door is open. You can just push the door open and walk out. Stop with the fucking diets, right? What's the alternative? I'm not going to bust your chops and get you all upset if I don't have an answer for you. The answer is, and you're not going to like this though. And I want to just prove the point is you start tomorrow. Holy shit. You could even start today with what I'm about to say. I didn't realize that you could start today. That's when you know, you're out a good, I used to send an email about programming. I said, you know, this is the only weight loss program. Someone started on a Friday, <laughs> right? But that's actually a good litmus test for if you're on the right track, right? Could you start your plan today right now? Oh shit. It's noon. I'm going to start right now. Wow. That's kind of interesting, right? So uh, how do you do it? Oh, you start slow. Right, <laughs> you start slow what, what if you do one thing better today man you drink some extra water today you say no to one extra cookie yeah you take one less bite of food okay then tomorrow you get one percent better right and the next day you get one percent better and you start off where you're at you don't overwhelm yourself because do you not why do you think you don't start a diet is it not because it feels overwhelming and then once you actually do it you're like yep it's overwhelming. <laughs> yep. It's, oh my God, this sucks. You know, Yeah, I'm losing weight and I'm ready to kill someone. This is, oh, you know? And so it doesn't have to be that way. Why not make it easier? Cause I want to lose the weight, Jim. Yeah, I know. But there's a great saying, right? That people overestimate how much weight they can lose in a month and underestimate how much weight they can lose in a year. You're so fixated on fast weight loss that you keep overwhelming yourself, you know? And, um, To the point, so I say, if you start slow, you notice. Notice why I talk about start slow. Notice how you're just like, nah, nah, (laughs) right? So you're stuck between, oh, I don't want to do that, and. Nah, I don't think so. I think I'll do the. I think I'll do the, the 1200 calories. Thank you very much. <laughs> and this is very intentional by the diet industry. They, they've got you conditioned. So you're sticking between, Oh, I don't want to do the diet. Oh <laughs> yeah. Right. That's a Shay, right? That's me. Um, now again, listen, I always say in programming yourself, down. one of the, one of the core kind of mantras I say is awareness precedes change. Okay. Um, what most diets are trying to do with the willpower is like, don't pay attention to what's going on. Just, just change yourself. Right, And I don't think that's a good long-term strategy for for real change. I think what what really leads to long-term permanent change of you living at your goal weight for the rest of your life on near autopilot as the best version of you and the healthiest body and the happiest you can be is understanding yourself, understanding why you're behaving the way you're behaving now so that you can come up with real strategies to resolve those behaviors. Right? So I'll give you an example. Um, emotional eating is a great example of this, right? A lot of people, oh, I eat at night. I, I'm eating at night because um, I'm bored, okay? And so what's the dieting solution to that? Stop eating when you're bored. Just stop it. How do you stop it? Well, you use your willpower and stop yourself from doing it. Okay, well, how's that working for you? Not well. Why? <laughs> because that emotional eating is doing something for you. We don't do things for no reason. We do things because there's a positive intention behind it. Yeah, you're bored. And eating is entertainment for a little while. It's something to look forward to. It's something to jazz you up for a little bit, make you feel good for a few moments. Yeah, I was bored. Now I'm excited. I was bored. I looked forward to the food. I ate the food. That was exciting. Great. It's not too hard to figure that out. But what we want to do is we start to understand the emotional eating. Oh, I'm eating because I'm bored. And so once you realize it's because you're bored, then you can start to ask the magic question, what are some other ways that I can entertain myself that don't involve food? What? What? Because <laughs> I get to ask every day. Someone asks me, "What do I do at boredom eating?" You know, um, well, you'd be a more interesting person. It's a simple, it's a simple answer, but no one ever thinks of it that way. They think, oh, "I'm going to continue to be bored, but I'm just going to stop myself from eating." So now I'll just be bored all the time. You see that that stopping yourself from boredom eating is not fixing the problem. The problem is that you don't have any strategies to entertain yourself or stimulate yourself that don't involve food. And if you did wouldn't it be a lot easier not to eat out of boredom? You see, this is the difference between just like trying to, it's put a bandaid on a gunshot wound, you know? If it's boredom eating, the problem isn't that you're eating, the problem is you don't have better ways to entertain yourself. And once you do though, again, now the boredom medium becomes a lot easier to manage. You know, there's so much emotions. It's true, Astrid. So, you know, again, so I used boredom eating as one example. Some people say we're eating out of loneliness. I'm lonely at night and I eat because it makes me not feel as lonely. I get that. It distracts you. It does, you know, these foods, especially because people aren't snacking on apples and bananas. They're snacking on hyper palatable foods that are designed to trigger your pleasure centers. So, yeah, you feel lonely and pain and all of a sudden you eat. It makes you feel better for a moment. And of course, five minutes after you're done eating, you feel lonely and shittier than you felt when you, before you started. But that's another story. But again, so say that's loneliness. Again, the same thing. Don't just stop emotional eating because now you're still fucking lonely. That that's not a solution. Being overweight or lonely and being thin and lonely—they're both suck. Do you understand what I'm saying, folks? Listen, program yourself. Then the core philosophy is we take your weight loss and wrap it in personal development. This is not just about losing weight. You've got to realize that. Okay. This is about becoming the best version of you possible. And one aspect of that is that you weigh your goal weight. Okay. But you've got to reframe this. It's not just about the weight. It's not enough. It's got to be about something bigger than that. Okay. So we go back to the emotional eating. Yeah. Being, being overweight and bored or being thin and bored, being overweight and lonely, being thin and lonely, ugh, being overweight and stressed, being thin and stressed. That, that, that's not what we're looking for. We're looking to find ways to, well, okay, I'm lonely. So now the question becomes, how can I feel more connected? How can I feel more loved? Again, it's different for each person. So yeah, you have to understand what are the emotions that are leading me to emotional eat? Oh, I'm lonely. I'm bored. I'm stressed out. Okay. So what's the antidote? How can I feel more relaxed without food? What are things I can do to reduce my stress and feel more calm? Now, I know you don't have those answers right now, right? That's why you're, you're using the food. Listen, you've been conditioned by the food companies to use food as your main emotional management strategy. You use food to celebrate, you use food to deal when you feel like shit. And food is you probably, if you're like most people, food's your number one thing you use to manage your emotions. Doesn't have to be, right? That's a new thing, right? We've lived for millions of years without using food for emotional reasons. And so you can manage your emotions in a genuine way. And so I suggest that approach because when you manage your emotions genuinely, when you genuinely have strategies to feel more calm and relaxed, when you genuinely have strategies you can use to feel more connected and loved by other people, when you genuinely have strategies to stimulate and entertain yourself that don't involve food, not only do you lose weight, but you feel better. That's the point. hope that makes sense. Um, As for today, I just won't binge at 2 a.m. Yeah, so Francesca, right? Binge today at 2 a.m. Binge, binge away. The first step, again, is not, don't just stop yourself. It's not gonna last. You can't just stop yourself, right? What we wanna do, go binge, but then after you're done binging, reflect on it. What's going on there? Because there's two main things of binging, right? The two main causes of binging. I'm not saying there's not other reasons, but these are the two big ones. Number one is people over restricting, right? They restrict the calories so low, they get so hungry, they can't control their eating, okay? Um, second thing is emotional, right? You got these emotions that are going on in you and you don't want to deal with them. You don't know how to deal with them. And so you use the food to distract yourself and throw yourself into the binge shame cycle. That's better than dealing with that shit. You know, those are the two big ones. There's other reasons, you know, but again, if you're, if you had an issue with binging, if you're regularly binging, what I want to do is, okay, don't stop yourself, binge. But then as soon as you're done with the binge, reflect on it and say, what's going on there? I don't want to binge. So what, what was happening? Did I get myself too hungry and I couldn't control myself? Did I get myself in this emotional space where I don't know how to deal with it? That's the first step. Then we go into the questions of how can I resolve this? Oh, I got myself so hungry, I couldn't control it. Okay, well, what's the solution? Don't, don't I'm not gonna get that hungry. Let me manage my eating a little. Let me structure my eating a little differently so I don't get so hungry. Holy shit, I realize I get so hungry all the time, that's what's leading me to not be able to lose weight. That that's one of the number one things people realize when they work and program yourself then. But this is the point is you've got, you've got um, probably two to three eating habits that are keeping you overweight. And so instead of trying to change all your eating at once, why why not do this strategically? Why not start with your worst eating habit, right? What's your worst eating habit that shows up daily or multiple times a week? Snacking at night, eating at night, overeating at dinner, snacking during the afternoon right? Which is your worst one? Which one's responsible for the most calories? Go to work on that. What's going on with this? You want to stalk it first, right? What's happening here? Where am I at hunger-wise, emotionally, mindset? Where's my location? What's my moods? What's going on here? Let me understand it. The more I understand it, the more I can be strategic in the solution that I create for myself. But when you have a real solution, do you see the difference between the willpower? willpower, I'm just going to, I eat because I'm lonely, Okay, let's just stop. Okay, now I, it's been three days, and I'm still lonely, and now I don't even have the food to look forward to. Fuck you, weight loss. I don't care. I want to eat. That is that. Does that not sound like like maybe that's what's behind your your issues? I'm not saying it's loneliness, but the emotional piece, right? And so again, we want to find real strategies that move us forward, that make us feel better, not that just make us lose weight. You can't if you're just picking your strategies because it makes me lose weight, and that's the only thing you're taking into account. Let me frame it a little differently. You can't just focus on the on the outcome. You can't just focus on what's gonna make me lose weight with no awareness of what the process is and how much you like it or hate it. That's why I, I haven't gotten someone to ask yet, but I can almost guarantee you at some point today in this live, someone will ask me, they'll say, what do you think about water fasting? Right? That is probably the extreme version of, I don't give a shit about the process. I just want the outcome. But that way of thinking is so short-sighted and it's that way of thinking that's keeping you trapped. Because, so I don't give a shit what I got to do. I just want to lose the weight. I just got to drink water. Fine. Well, okay. But then what happens after you stop drinking the water and you start eating again? You're going to have to eat again at some point, right? What do you think is going to happen to your weight that you lost? Right? So you've got to stop thinking such short-term ways because that keeps you trapped. Because short-term thinking causes you to do more extreme, unsustainable plans. And, And if you look back at your weight loss, that's probably what's going on. Um, You do these extreme things. You can do it for a little while when you're focused and motivated and then at some point the motivation disappears. Your ability to follow that plan disappears because it's too hard. You don't like it. And what do you do? You go back to what you always did and nothing ever changes. And that's what I'm saying. Here you are decades of thinking about your weight and you're no further along with really understanding how to change it. You know? And that's the problem. Um... I find it hard to think as a thin person. Yeah, Astrid, I get that. It is hard to think as a thin person at first. You, it, you have to look at like, I think of weight loss anyways, as <clears throat> it's almost like metaphorically, it's like you're learning another language, right? Now you're not, it's the same language, but you're learning literally new words. I'll tell you the biggest shift that happens with people in my program is right now, I know if you're listening to this, there's one thing I know about you for sure, is that you're an overthinker. Because no one listens to me who's not an overthinker. I talk too fast and they just move on. I, I get that. So I know if you're listening to this, you're an overthinker, you're probably kind of a perfectionist. Everyone in my program is. I'm both of those things. Now the problem is not that you're an overthinker, okay? The problem is what you're overthinking. And what you're overthinking is problems you, and I don't know you, but I know what you're thinking. You are constantly thinking, what's wrong with me? How come I can't lose the weight? Why do I keep overeating? Why do I keep eating the ice cream? Why can't I stop eating the cookies? Why can't I eat healthier? Why can't I stick to my plan? Why can't I, and everything is about what's wrong with you. And I know you're addicted to that thinking because you think that you're some point gonna magically have a breakthrough that gives you all the answers that changes everything instantly, right? But you've thought that way for decades now. It hasn't worked and it's not going to work because what you don't realize is that fixation on problem-oriented questions, they are literally programming your subconscious mind to keep you overweight. So for example, why did I overeat that ice cream? Why did I overeat that pizza last night? Okay, so when you ask that question, why did I overeat the pizza last night? Logically, you're trying to figure out a reason and, and that's gonna solve it all. Subconsciously, what are you imagining? What are you replaying in your mind, visually, kinesthetically, the, the feeling of it? What you're doing is you're imagining yourself overeating pizza again. You're putting yourself into that state, you're connecting it, you're sending that message down to your subconscious mind. And you're just reinforcing the behavior. What's the alternative? It's so simple to say conceptually, but it's harder to do. But the alternative is to start focusing on solutions. Now watch this, I know you never do this. And this is this is the main thing that would give you the biggest difference. And it's saying, it's not saying what's wrong with me, why do I keep doing the wrong thing? how would I have liked, if I go back in time with that pizza, what would the best version of me, how would I have handled that? When I've been at my most calm, my most focused on my weight and my health goals, um, if I was that version of me, how would I have handled that? How could I have more control when I see pizza? How could I eat more moderately? How can I have more control over my eating? How can I master my weight? You're never asking those questions. And so you're never getting those answers. But wouldn't it be helpful if you did have those answers? That's a program yourself then is, you know, it's, it's literally, how do you think like a thin person? So there's the, the the weight mastery pyramid mindset, lifestyle eating. And I put it in that order, by the way, let me just quick, quick thing here. Quick pitch. Um, go, go to my bio and get the hypnosis session I give you. Okay. I give you a free hypnosis session. It's a new thin me. It's a kickstart session. It's 10 minutes. You really ought to listen to it. And then as soon as you sign up for it, it, takes a couple minutes to send it to you. I give you a training three steps to master your weight. It's about 30 minutes. It is life-changing. If you watch this, it's a completely different way to approach your weight. It's free. Okay, you get nothing to lose. And I email you every day positive, encouraging, supportive stuff to train you in this way of thinking. All for free. And I got a new training coming out. I wanted it to be this week. It's probably going to be next week. But it's the Weight Mastery Pyramid. We're going to break down the exact character. Because when I say mindset, I'm not using a buzzword, right? You hear that buzzword a lot now. Mindset, lifestyle. Well, what do you mean? Oh, I just mean those words. No, specifically, right? So for me, mindset is motivation, uh, self-image, habits, emotions, thinking out of, literally think like a thin person, maintenance. And then lifestyle is in, pro, in order of importance, in my opinion, sleep, proper sleep, hydration, relaxation, breathing, nourishment, movement, meditation, gratitude, right? So I break all this down. I break down the eating as well. But most people just focus on the eating and wonder why they can't do it. We got no foundation under you. You know, so yes, I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's easy to think as a thin person. It's, it's a change, but that's why it's important to have someone kind of guiding you along the process in my opinion. And so again, I bring you, I, I show you everything for free. You know? Yes. It, I, I think again, I do charge for my programs because you, you've got to invest in this. I've given things away for free. I've given the whole program away for free. And what I typically find is people don't, they don't value it. You know, listen, it's America, 2023, money talks, bullshit walks. If you don't invest in something with your money, you're probably not that invested in it. That's just how it is. So, um, but anyways, but I give you the whole outline of all of it for free. So go to my bio and click that and get that. I mean, we got nothing to lose. Like I don't know much more. I could do it. What's up, Don? Yeah. There's so many emotions. Yeah. There are a lot of emotions, but that's a good thing. You know, once you understand how to interface with them, it's, um, it's a game changer, you know, and it makes it fun. Um, Lima says, "Facts, I'm being dragged here. <laughs> Overeating at night is my worst. Yeah, night nighttime eating was my worst too. Yeah, Dawn's been following for a long time. She no longer does it. Again, it doesn't have to be a struggle. When you're struggling, that's a that should be a flag that wait, let me take a step back and reflect. <laughs> Imagine that. I, I used to do that because hey, thanks, Dawn. It's because I starve all day. Yeah, yeah, exactly, Lima. Right? Yeah, if you starve yourself, here's the classic dieter thing. In a nutshell, this is the most common diet pattern I see. Right? When people come to me." Your willpower starts at its highest point when you wake up in the morning. Your hunger is typically at its lowest point when you wake up. And so what most dieters do say, oh, okay, look at this. Fuck dinner. Fuck breakfast. I'm not eating breakfast. I'm going to skip the calories. Oh, lunch? Forget that. I'm not going to do that. Oh, shit. Here comes one, two o'clock in the afternoon. Now my hunger's up here. My willpower is down here. And this is where the wheels come off the bus. You know? And it's just, it's not the, you know, what people say, oh, everything's going great during the day. Um, but then the afternoon and nighttime coming, I'm totally out of control. Well, what are you eating for breakfast and lunch? Nothing. Well. What's going great? What do you want to do? Just not eat nothing all day. Like, you know, again, that's that diet or mindset run amok, you know, to the extreme. And so instead of thinking like the solution is to have some magical amount of willpower you don't eat in the afternoon and night either. I think a more strategic approach is to manage your hunger so you don't get starving. If I go into starving mode, I eat everything. You know what I mean? The reason I don't get into starving mode is I manage my hunger. You know, that's the piece of the puzzle. You never learn that as a dieter because deep down, let's be honest, as a dieter, you want to be hungry because you associate the hungrier I am, the faster the weight loss is going to come off. You know, I- I'm telling you, man, that dieter mindset's got you trapped. Trapped. Abino, now I'm shifting to thinking positive. Imagine myself, my goal weight. Yeah, great job. That's great. <clears throat> Does work, Abino. That's why you see all my sessions. It- it's, it's, That's what the new, the new Thin Me session, if you ever listen to any of my sessions that I do the TikTok videos, where it's like, oh, you wake up tomorrow morning, you get your goal weight, all, that one, right? Um, those are powerful. But the session I give you for free through my bio, it's the new Thin Me. It's a kickstart session. It's a full session, okay? And it's, it's, I don't want you watching a video. I want you to close your eyes. Give yourself, it's 10 minutes long. Give yourself 10 minutes where you can be in a place where you won't be disturbed, quiet, and listen to this session. Because what it does is it clarifies what your goal is. You know, listen, as a dieter, your mindset is all about what you don't want, right? You're obsessed with, I don't want to be overweight anymore. I don't want to be fat. I don't want to keep overeating. I got to stop eating the ice cream. I got to stop eating the cookies. Got to stop eating the pizza. Got to stop eating the carbs. Got to stop eating for 16 hours. I got to stop, 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 stop. And what you're doing is you're creating a vacuum because your mind says, well, okay, well, what am I supposed to do? What do I want? (laughs) I have had. I listen, I've done over 5,000 private weight loss. sessions. It costs 25 grand to work with me privately. Okay. So I say that to you that I work with very intelligent, successful people. Okay. And I always say, I say, what do you want? Who do you want to be? And without, there's never been an exception. They go, oh, right. He said, I don't want to be overweight anymore. Jim, I'm out of control of my eating and then everything's fine. And then I do this and I don't want to do that anymore. And I got to stop doing this. What do you want to be? uh, 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 I don't know what happened to my brain there. What, what, what's going on, right? These very smart, successful people oh, I don't know. And you'd be the same way. What do you want? Who do you want to be? Oh, oh I, don't, I don't know. How does a thin person feel? How does a thin person, thin, healthy person think? uh. Oh, I don't know. Exactly. You don't know you've got to learn it. And so the new thing in me is one way to do that. I walk you through the process. It's free. <laughs> I don't know. I get so annoyed. I will tell you the most annoying part of of like just doing free things is like I'll get on these lives, right? And like 10% of people will go and get the hypnosis session, you know? And you're just like, "Good Lord." You know, Now I know I know most people aren't even motivated to lose weight. I, I know like if you've been struggling to lose weight, I'll tell you why, and you're not going to like it, but I'm not going to I'm not going to bullshit you. I guess that's why <laughs> that's one of the perks of giving shit away for free is I can just be completely honest. You don't want to lose weight. Like if you're not actively losing weight, if you're not actively doing things to lose weight, it's cause you don't want to lose weight. You wish you'd lose weight, right? You think about losing weight all the time in a very superficial, light, wish, wishful, fan, fantastical way, um, but you don't want to lose weight. And I think it's very important that you recognize that because again, when I was talking about mindset, right? What I say the first thing is motivation. You don't know how to motivate yourself right? Your motivation. Tell me if it doesn't sound familiar, right? And if it's familiar, give me some hearts. Okay. Tell me this isn't your motivation. When you've attempted to lose weight in the past, you're just going about your life. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden you step on the scale and you're like, Oh my God, I didn't know it was that that high. You see a picture of yourself. Oh shit. I didn't realize I was that big. Um, you got a doctor appointment coming. Someone says something rude to you. The clothes that were always going to fit all of a sudden don't. You get so upset that you say, that's it. I'm going to lose this weight. And so you start your weight, every time you start your weight loss process, it's almost always from this place of this spontaneous pain, this overwhelming spontaneous pain where you're so upset about the situation you're in. That is fucking it. I'm going to start keto tomorrow, no carbs, right? Some extreme things. You're in so much pain. That, how long does that last, right? Doesn't work well. If your main motivation is pain, which it is, because you keep beating yourself up about your body. Oh, fuck, I hate my stomach. I hate my butt. I hate my thighs. I hate myself. Why would I do this? I hate, 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 hate. I got to stop this. That's your motivation, and it doesn't work well. A, your brain's a pleasure-seeking mechanism. Why do you think it's hard to say no to the food? Because it's pleasurable, and your brain wants pleasure. So if you base all your weight loss motivation around beating yourself up and feeling like shit and pain... That's not very good motivation. It's not going to last long. And secondly, say you start getting some results. Well, guess what? As the the weight starts going down, the pain starts going down. Oh shit, here goes your motivation too. So, You've got to learn how to motivate yourself. You have no idea how to do it. Again, I I take people through what I call the motivation matrix, level one, level two. Level one is is pain and pleasure. Pain and pleasure are the twin forces of motivation. When you understand how to use them strategically, you can take control of your motivation. And yes, pain is a very powerful motivator, but I like to say that pain's good for making a decision, but the pleasure is good for carrying it out. And you don't have any pleasure-based motivation. You need to have pain that you're moving away from and you need to have pleasure primarily that's the main motivator day in and day out that's pulling you towards the goal. And you don't have that, you know, and no one's ever taught it to you. And again, you just have that spontaneous pain-based motivation that, that it comes and you're like focused, motivated, ready to do it. And then it just goes away just as quickly. And now you're like, Oh, where'd my motivation go? Why can't I get myself to do this? Well, it's cause you don't know how to motivate yourself. It's that simple. Um, Vicki, what's up, Vicky? Looking forward to talking to you know, in a few minutes. Cannot achieve the outcome without changing who we are and how we think and behave? There it goes. Vicki just summarized it in, in one sentence. How I stopped night eating was eating two delicious, satisfying meals a day, no restrictions. Yeah, good job, Don. I know, you know, like the answers, the real answers are counterintuitive, right? Not because they're, like they wouldn't naturally be counterintuitive, but you have to understand all the real answers are counterintuitive to you because you think like a dieter, right? And dieting doesn't work. Dieting's got a... a an established 95% failure rate. You've dieted, lost weight, and haven't been able to keep it off. All your friends have tried dieting and it hasn't worked for them. It, it's not you. It's not that you don't have the willpower. It's that dieting is a horseshit strategy for long-term weight loss. I mean, who would argue with that? <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, again, you know, the real answer is they're counterintuitive, but the, the good news is they're easier. You know what I mean? Like they're easy. Like I sit here in front of you as a person who's, who's been at the same weight for 30 years, one little blip 12 years ago, but I don't die. I've never dieted. I do a very little exercise. I've done no consistent exercising at all. I, I've done, occasionally I did like P90X for a month or two, you know, um, but there's been no consistent exercise. I do yoga, which is a valuable part, but it's a gentle, gentle yoga. So how have I done it? Well, I mastered my eating, mastered my lifestyle, and I've mastered my mindset. I love the way that I live and that I eat. I want to live and eat this way for the rest of my life the next 100 years, okay? That is the secret. I love it. It's custom-made for me. It fits me. You're not doing that. You're trying to force yourself to follow a plan that that doesn't resonate with you, doesn't fit with you. It's not built for you, you know? And I always say it's like they trying to fit a square peg in a round hole. That's your weight loss approach, trying to force yourself to do some shit you hate doing. Not a good strategy. Right? Um, the real answers is work a lot better. Yes, then. Yep, yep, yep. Vicky's got it down. Vicky's got the best comment right there. I love that. I would have ate a small piece of it as a thin person. Francesca, there you go. That's what I'm talking about. That's why, you know, well, people, it's the internet, right? People are going to say dumb shit, and, and that's just how it is. That's okay. Um, but I'll put a video out, and it's basically, you know, what it is, it's really the rehearsal technique. Program yourself then a core part of it is the program yourself then technique, which is really two techniques, the redo technique, the rehearsal technique. The redo technique is probably the most important one on all of them because it allows you to learn from your mistakes, which guess what? You're gonna make lots and lots of mistakes because your eating is an automated behavior and you're gonna change it. And so you're gonna make mistakes and um, you need to, y- your whole strategy is you think you have to avoid the mistakes. You think your weight loss depends on you being perfect you do not have to be perfect to lose weight what you need to do is more importantly than being perfect you need to be able to learn from your mistakes and get back on track quickly and you have no strategy to do that the redo technique helps you do that the rehearsal technique is, is the technique i use in all the videos that i do where it's like okay imagine tomorrow morning you got your goal weight so it's like well, so, well i'm just going to imagine my goal weight forever no but you're tapping into that feeling into that way of thinking to some degree um i don't know if you remember like like years ago christians used to always say like um What would Jesus do, right? And it was just a question that allowed us to elevate our thinking to a higher level, right? So we think, oh, how would Jesus look at the world? How would they see this? And so it was a way to elevate our thinking. So thinking as the thin, healthy you, as the best version of yourself, that's what you want to practice. Even if you ate like shit all day, look, oh man, okay, I'm not happy with that, but we're Monday, 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 Monday. If I could go back in time knowing what I know now, being the best version of myself, how would I have handled that? And then you kind of go through and say, oh, I would have done this, and I would have done that, and I would have done that that's how you learn. And then you go and you imagine tomorrow. How would tomorrow, cause you know, how tomorrow's going to go. Dude, come on, man. It's like, this is where programming yourself then came from in my mind. And I said, holy shit, we live on autopilot. I know what I'm going to eat tomorrow. I know, I know the night before I know what I'm going to eat tomorrow. Most of the time. And if I'm really honest you, I know all the bullshit I'm going to eat. You see? And that made me realize, oh, we're always pre-programming ourselves and we're just doing it during the day. So the rehearsal technique is imagine yourself tomorrow being the best version of yourself, eating the way that you want to eat ideally and imagining it in detail. There's a lot of reasons for that too. Um, but that that's how I believe you become, that's why I say it's an inside out process to become the person you want to be. Um, <laughs> thanks Francesca, the best account of TikTok. I like that, thank you. My appetite has suddenly increased like crazy after I've been eating good for a month. Yeah, yeah, not, not surprising. Again, when that initial willpower and focus wears down, You typically return back to the the norm, right? Is that not what you all see? You know what I mean? You've got like, your subconscious programming is keeping you at your weight. You know, talk about like set points. Uh, I don't think of set points as a physical thing genetically or chemically, hormonally, I think of it as a mental thing. I think if you're overweight, you don't like it, but you've got to agree that you're familiar with it. You're comfortable with being overweight in the world. You know how to get around in the world as an overweight person, how to interface with different people and be, make jokes about eating too much, make jokes about your weight. Oh, it's like, you you know how to operate as that person. And so really what you need to do, again, after motivation, the next thing we go to is self-image. Program Yourself Thin is not about losing weight. It's about becoming the best version of yourself. It's an inside out approach that starts by redefining your self-image, how you think about yourself as a person. And why do you think 95% of people that lose weight on a diet put it back on? What's going on, right? What about that set point? They, they, they lowered the weight. They They can lose weight. They lost the weight. And then they put it back on. Why do they put it back on? It's not because they kept eating the same amount of food and all of a sudden the weight just went up. You know that, right? The weight went back up because they started eating more. Why'd they start eating more? Well, I think most people, I, I, so here's where you gotta just listen to me for a second. I know you don't believe this probably, but I'm coming at you as someone who's done over 5,000 private weight loss. I've, I've had a lot more conversations on a deep level than, than most people on the planet. But I say, well, you lost the weight. Why'd you put it back on? I didn't feel like myself. Yeah. And if you don't feel like yourself, you're not going to stay there. You always live up or down to your self-image and you never take this into account with your weight loss. And so you think you're just going to force yourself to be the same person who just lives at a lower weight. What? That makes no sense. You know, you're transforming into a different version of yourself if you're going to live at that weight as that version of you. So yeah, I don't know if that answers that question, but that's a big part of it. Let's see. And yeah, if any has questions, I mean, what's up, Jojo? How's it going? Micah says abundance mindset, not negative statements, but positive ones. Yeah, exactly. It's very much an abundance mindset. There's definitely a part of that in here. Now, I will say the problem I have with law of attraction and, and kind of that, that sort of mindset thinking is sometimes I think it's not practical. And hear, hear me out. I think just thinking about yourself being thin and healthy, I don't think it's enough. Okay. Because you can just imagine yourself, oh, I'm thin and healthy, I'm thin and healthy, I'm thin and healthy. But you need to focus on the actual behaviors that make you thin and healthy as well. And the same thing goes for money. You can imagine yourself rich and successful all day long, but until you imagine yourself doing the things that are going to make you thin and health or successful and rich, thin and healthy, I don't think you get much results. So that's where really the redo technique comes in. Cause it allows you to really get into the nuts and bolts of what behaviors I need to do to get the results I want. So I don't think just thinking about the goal and putting yourself in that place is enough. I want to make that clear. And I think this is where I differ from the law of attraction. I think, yeah, that's a helpful thing. I think it's motivating. I think it's very instructive. It really teaches you a lot by putting yourself into where you want to be. I think that's valuable. But I think it's lacking in terms of, okay, well, how do I get myself to not eat the ice cream at night, <laughs> right? I, I thought I was thin and healthy and then I ate a pint of ice cream. Okay. You know what I mean? So we got to go, we got to zoom into that behavior and you need to have a strategy for how do I deal with that specific behavior? You see, and I think that's the best way to use the law of attraction stuff is yes, keep that part, but then also get into the granular aspects of what are leading to your weight. Ultimately, I searched for ways to slowly lose weight, but the internet only suggests things like one kilogram in one day. <laughs> yeah. yes, Slowly lose weight. No one wants to know about slowly lose weight. You know what I mean? Like it's, you know, again, let's just talk about slow and fast. What's slow? What's fast weight loss? What if I told you you've been fucking completely... You've been trained to think completely ass backwards? Completely, right? Because what do you think fast weight loss is? You measure fast weight loss with how much weight I'm going to lose this week, this month, right? That's how you define fast weight loss, right? You don't think about how long it's going to last. So if you go on a water fast, let's go to the extreme. You go on a water fast for a month, you lose 30 pounds. Is that fast weight loss? What if happens the next month if you put the 30 pounds back on you got to eat uh, you put the 30 pounds back on well I got really fast weight loss is that fast weight loss or is that no weight loss so where are you been at with all your fast weight loss Because I know you're fixing on fast weight loss I know that's that's the main criteria you're viewing all of this through how fast will I see the results how fast will I lose the weight you've been doing that your whole life and so I suggest to you look back at your weight loss and are are you going down have you lost weight and kept it off Cause if you lose 20 pounds in a month and put it all back on, is that fast weight loss or is that no weight loss? Now let's compare that to losing five pounds a month. This is where I get mad at my clients. A lot of times. I only lost five pounds this month. What? You only lost five pounds this month. And you might, you know, I'm talking to you if you're on here, if she's on here. She was on here. I don't know if she's still on here. You only lost five pounds this month. Okay. But how'd you do it? Was it hard? Did you restrict everything real hard? Did you just drink water, just stop eating. No, no, I was just living my life, doing stuff, you know, kind of whatever. And I lost five pounds. Okay. Do you think you could keep this up? Do you think you could keep up this lifestyle, this way of eating? Yeah. Okay. So where will you be next year at this time? If you're able to keep this up and you're, it's kind of comfortable, it's easy for you. Where are you going to be next year at this time? 50, Sixty pounds down. Okay. So, so what's fast weight loss, five pounds a month that stays off or 20 pounds a month that comes back the next month. You, you've got to redefine. You have got to redefine what fast and slow weight loss is. It's one of the main things that's keeping you stuck. You keep just your main criteria. I'm telling you, you know, this, you know, your number one criteria for a weight loss plan is how fast I'm going lose the weight. And it's not your fault. This is where, again, it's not your fault until you hear me break the trance for you. But you've been entranced by the diet ads. Think about this. You have seen millions of diet ads in your life. Every single diet ad. What do they have in common? Before, after, picture, how long it took to get there. Constantly getting that message. So it's not your fault that you think that way, but now you've heard this snap the fuck out of it, okay? Stop thinking about how much weight you can lose this week, this month, and start focusing on how you can move dramatically towards your goal weight by next year at this time in a strategic, structured way that you're going to be able to keep up for the rest of your life. That's the, that's the, the mental door you have to walk through to start walking a new path when it comes to your weight loss. Joe yeah. just said it's all about mindset. It is all about mindset. Mindset's the number one thing impacting your weight, more important than your hormones, your genetics, your insulin resistance, any of that stuff. I had to change because my sugar is so high and I got scared. Great, Micah. Now listen, Micah, you don't—you didn't need to change. So that's good. Remember, there's plenty of people, their sugar's way high, they're diabetic, there's all these health issues right in front of their face. They still don't change. So you never have to change, okay? And um, so you didn't have to, you wanted to. You saw those high numbers, you saw the real effects of what this weight was doing, you decided to change. You wanted to be healthier. That languaging is, is very important and helpful. But great job, Micah, either way. That's super. Sorry, my goal is to be more healthy, and that is already working fine for me. That's great. There don't have to be anything to be sorry about. Again, I, listen, I, I program yourself then, and I, and I've struggled with this for years because I, I, don't want it just to be about then. Listen, I make these. I'll tell you the most surreal thing about being on TikTok and being on social media. I've been doing it for about a year now, right? I've been doing this professionally for twenty years. Twenty years, one hundred percent of my reality has been overweight people wanting to lose weight. Right. And so all of a sudden I get on social media and I make all these techniques I've been using for years that help people lose weight. And now all of a sudden I say, Oh, you're, you're, you're creating disordered eating. You're, you're creating eating disorders, you know? And so it's, um, I, I understand the thin thing. It's like, that's a triggering word sometimes for people. Um, but I've not been able to find a better word. So let me just share my definition of thin. My definition definition of thin is you living at your goal weight. And what's your goal weight? Your goal weight is the weight that gives you the best quality of life. I think most people are choosing a goal weight that's too low, and what I mean by too low is they're not willing to live or eat at that level to achieve that weight. I think they're picking a weight where it's so restrictive to them that they don't want to do it. And if you are picking a weight that you're not willing to live at, what's the point? You know what I mean? This is one of the core reasons for your your um, ambivalence. Party you wants to lose weight, party you doesn't. You got an incongruent goal. So I would suggest that you reflect on your goal weight and choose the weight that's going to give you the best quality of life. And you have to take into account how you're going to eat and live in that equation. We can't just pick a number, a size. Okay. So when I say thin, it, it means a lot. It means more to me than, than just like what some people might, might mean it to be. Um, cause I, being thin and unhealthy, nothing I ever say is supporting that. I see no, no value in that at all. You know, um, I don't see any reason why you would want to lose so much weight that you're unhealthy and that people are really worried for you and that your whole quality, you're nervous. It's just, it's a shitty way of life. You don't feel good about yourself anyways. Everything I'm saying is about becoming the best version of you possible. And I believe that one aspect, one, one component of you being the best version of you is you being in control of your eating, your lifestyle, and ultimately your weight and your health. So that's my definition by the way. So I'm great. Yeah. My goal is to be more healthy, super. But if your goal is to be more healthy, then your weight has to factor in there somewhere. OK, you're not going to be able to be in control of your health if you're morbidly obese. OK, so how you eat, how you live, what your weight is are directly impacting your health, too. And we live in a society where that's always minimized. We're constant. This is why they're always showing you the pictures of before and after these aesthetic superficial reasons, because the food industry is behind all the diets and the food industry wants to minimize The what you associate food to your health. It's the same thing that we did with the cigarettes, right? I always say, if you put me back 100 years ago and I see someone smoking, I say, hey, you shouldn't do that. It's bad for you. They'd be like, what are you talking about? No, it gives you lung cancer. Nah, get out of here, crazy guy, right? We didn't associate smoking with lung cancer. What could seem like more of an association than that? And yet all of us as a population didn't put those two things together until they come out with the studies and we we learn differently. Now we're able to make a more educated, correct, accurate decision about whether we want to smoke or not. Well, listen, the cigarette companies own the food companies. Do you know that Nabisco and RJR Reynolds are literally merged together as the same company? Do you know the parent company of Kraft is Philip Morris? Listen, in the 70s, the cigarette companies saw the writing on the wall that, that cigarettes were getting linked to um, cancer, and so they divested and went to food. And they use the exact same philosophy, make the most addictive product possible, use the most aggressive marketing that they can. And so here we are. So a lot of the foods we're eating, you know, we don't associate what the actual health impact is to our body. We don't think of it in those terms. We say, yeah, I want to get healthier, but we don't really primarily think about our weight, how we're eating our lifestyles as a health thing. Most people try and say, I want to look better, you know, and you're missing out on all the real motivation there. You know, so yeah, being healthy, feeling alive, feeling like the best version of you is my goal for you. That's what I want for you. I don't want you to be thin and sickly and feel like shit about yourself. You know, I, I've had enough conversations now with people with eating disorders, anorexia, whichever flavor of it it is. And um, they're underweight and they still aren't happy with how they look. They're still not happy with themselves, you see? So it's not about just picking a weight as if the weight is gonna fix everything. It's about how you're going to do it. It's who you are, how you're living. You know, that I think's more important. Um, Shell says, I was losing one and a half pounds weekly before going to the gym. Could I be gaining one and a half pounds of muscle each week? Um, Shell's most likely not. I doubt you're gaining a pound and a half of muscle a week. Um, Probably what's happening, you're not gonna like what I'm gonna say, but I gotta tell you, because again, I'm not gonna bullshit you. There's a thing called moral licensing, the licensing effect. And it's especially common in working out and intermittent fasters, I notice. And what happens is you go to the gym and you think, oh my God, I worked out. I probably burned 500 calories. And you say, I could have this muffin that's only probably 100, 200 calories. When in reality, you burn 200 calories and you pr- the muffin was 500 calories. Again, moral licensing is fascinating. Look it up. I can't explain, it, do it complete justice right now, but it literally like takes over our brain. It's very difficult to not do something good, moral, virtuous, and not to follow it up with something less moral, good, and virtuous for a number of reasons. And so that's probably why it's that way, which is why I tell a lot of people, if they want to lose weight, you don't have to exercise. And a lot of times like, don't even exercise because as soon as you start exercising, if you haven't exercised in a while now, I think exercising is good for you. Okay. But when it comes to weight loss, if, if you think you're going to start exercising to lose weight as one of your main ways to lose weight, you also have to take on the other side of exercising, which is that there's that licensing effect. There's the fact that you're going to get hungrier because you're burning off those calories. Your body's going to be hungrier and um you're going to be tireder more tired you're going to be more sore and all of those things kind of trigger you to want to eat more so again a lot of times i'll tell people don't start exercising let's just get the food under control let's get the lifestyle pieces under control once you got that kind of established then you can if you want to exercise then you go into it or at least start with simple things so take it or leave it that's my thought on those things um (laughs) john just says that yeah my experience i get hungry and eat more right Oh my God, this all makes perfect sense. It really does, Francesca, doesn't it? I'm glad you say that. I mean, that, that's what, that's how I get paid by doing these frees. Is just letting people see that there is a a way, um, that makes sense. You know what I mean? That there really is a a, a way to master weight that makes sense. Um, it's it's not the willpower route that feels like shit and you don't want to do it. It's by approaching it with a different mindset. You know, it, it's changing the way you think about things at a core level. That's how you make this easy, comfortable, enjoyable, fun for the rest of your life so you can live your goal way for the rest of your life on near autopilot. That's what I want for you and I want you to be the best version of you. I want you to live as long as you possibly can and I want you to have the best quality life during those years. That's what I want for you and one part of that is really mastering your weight. That's That's the part I've decided in my life to focus on. You know, I could just focus, I could focus on personal development as, as a whole category. I love weight. I mean, it's, it doesn't take much therapy to figure out why. My dad died when he was 54 of a heart attack. I was nine years old. So the most, the biggest trauma in my life, food related, weight related, health related, it's not a surprise why I'm here, okay? But but that's what I want for you. And I want you to understand that that's really a mission for me. That's why I do all this free stuff. That's why I get out here to talk to you guys every day because I want to break the trance here. And you're in a diet trance, literally. People say, oh, can I be hypnotized? Can you be hypnotized? <laughs> Motherfucker, you're hypnotized right now. I'm trying to snap you out of it, man. You're in a diet trance. And we got to get you out of that if you have any chance of ever living at your goal weight. You know, that's the truth. I've been trying to lose weight for so long, but I realized my mindset was wrong and I need to let go. Yeah, Deborah, exactly. So listen, start changing your mind. If you have an intuition or an inclination that it might be your mindset that's affecting your results and you just kind of got that feeling... Please just go to my bio, get that, click that link and get the hypnosis session, listen to it. It'll be like the first time in your life that you have felt a primary pleasure-based motivation, right? Because again, what you do is you step in in a very complete way with your imagination, what it would be like to live at your goal weight as the person you wanna be. And it feels good, like you connect to it. Think about, why do you like the food so much? I know you think, oh, because it's addictive, because it tastes good. No, you like the food so much because it's constantly there, and you're constantly being conditioned to want it. What do you think every commercial is? If we got rid of all the commercials and all the advertising for food and we put it behind, you know, if we made it like cigarettes, so you walked to a convenience store or a store, you couldn't see that shit, your cravings would go way down. okay? It's not, food is not addictive like heroin. It's addictive mildly, but it's the fact that we live in an environment there where it's constantly in your face. It's you're constantly being triggered. Hypnotically, by the way, not gonna go into that, but you are constantly being c- triggered and conditioned to want these shitty foods. So it's not that they're so addictive; they are mildly addictive, no doubt. But it's the the main thing is the environment you live in. It's a beastogenic um, environment. You are constantly being conditioned and triggered to crave unhealthy foods. You know, um, so it's a mindset thing. But go get the hypnosis session because that does the opposite. Where are you getting positive reinforcement from? Where are you getting um, reinforcement for your motivation to want to be healthy and, and eat well and be in control of your eating? Where you're just watching a regular, you're sitting down watching TV for the night. Where are you getting positive conditioning for, that's reinforcing your desire to want to be healthy and happy, be the best version of you, to eat healthy foods that, that make you vi- vibrant, alive, healthy, happy? When are you getting those messages? right? You're not. You're getting the fucking bullshit with the commercials. Oh, that's all Mountain Dews. Woo! Mountain Dews. All the bullshit. Oh, McDonald's. Oh, it's a sad day, sad day. McDonald's arches. Woo! You know what I mean? You're getting all this bullshit constantly. You don't think that's affecting you? And it is. And then don't you realize the flip side? You have nothing, nothing in your life is encouraging you and supporting you and conditioning you to want to be the healthy, happy, Then beautiful person that you want to be. And I'm not saying you're not beautiful, but I'm saying you don't feel beautiful. You know what I mean? And that's makes me nuts. (laughs) It makes me nuts. And so anyways, if you get that free session, it's just a way for you to just experience it for a moment. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't have to be hard. You have no conditioning on your side. There's no support on your side mindset wise to get you to think the way you want to think that's going to get the results that you want. And, and I, again, if you listen to that session, you kind of get a feel for it and watch the training. Is there a strategy for when you're overtired or sick and I crave the carbs more? Yeah, go to sleep, okay? That's why I say sleep's the number one lifestyle skill. Sleep is the number one thing affecting your weight, lifestyle habit-wise. Because sleeping, oh my God, there's a great book, Matthew Walker, Why We Sleep. You ought to read it if you're interested in stuff like that. But they're finding about sleep, it's so important with your weight. First off, it's a double whammy, right? You don't sleep, you don't get enough sleep, you're overtired, now your body's craving unhealthy foods. Your body knows that the fastest way to get glucose in your body is to eat carbs, sugar, unhealthy processed foods. So you start craving unhealthy foods. And then on the flip side, when you're tired, you have less willpower, mental focus, prefrontal cortex operation to stop yourself. Okay. And so it's a double whammy. It's very difficult to control your weight when you're tired. And then on top of that, lacking sleep affects literally insulin resistance, the way your body's operating metabolism. So, um, that would be, that would be my, my strategy. All right. For you is, uh, and when you're sick, yeah. Again, I mean, it's, it's appreciating that first. You can't always, you know, sometimes you're in those, those states, but at least you can appreciate it's better. Um, and stop obsessing over. Cause I feel even worse about myself that day. Yep. For sure. For sure. So, Jamie, visualization of being the weight every we want really helps. Yeah, Deborah, exactly. Again, it's just, it's not just about, here's a key thing with that visualization. When I go into like being at your goal, waking up tomorrow at your goal weight as the, as the version of you you want to be, um, I want you to understand it's not just about visually seeing yourself. Again, that goes back to that aesthetic thing. We're conditioned to base our weight loss motivation on wanting to look better. Okay. That's not enough. So, when you imagine yourself being the person you want to be, I really want you to connect to what it would feel like, especially the feeling of freedom. Of not having to think about food and weight loss and all the rest of that stuff all the time, <sighs> you just take a moment and imagine feeling calm and relaxed, and imagining that you are a person who's naturally made good food choices, naturally just ate the right amount of food, naturally felt indifferent to junk food and sweets and and all the bullshit. Now, I know you say, I don't know, John. I don't know if I could. We're just imagining it. That's the point. Your imagination is the language of your subconscious mind, and you're not using it. Uh, accurately, appropriately. You're not using it the right way. It's, it's that simple. It's used for all the bad stuff. You don't understand this. You don't understand like, a conscious, subconscious mind. All your behaviors are subconsciously oriented. Until you learn how to deal with that, it's not going to work. There's Vicky. That's where I get mad at myself too. Yeah. Um, I've lost five pounds in six weeks. It wasn't hard, but I will have to make more adjustments to lose. Are you sure about that, by the way? You know, we're so conditioned to think about fast weight loss that it's like, you know, okay, so say, say it's six weeks we lose five pounds and it was easy though, it wasn't hard. That's the key word, it wasn't hard. If it's not hard, you can keep it up, right? And so then we hit a plateau, right? It's been six weeks, I lost five pounds. Now it's another week, two weeks, I haven't lost any weight. It's not hard though, great. So in that situation, that's your chance to practice maintenance. I don't need to always lose weight to stay motivated. What most people do is they trade the pleasure of the food for the pleasure of the scale going down which is why they put the weight back on it once the scale stops going down. And so what we wanna do is is when we hit these plateaus, we really wanna focus on optimizing our plan, right? It's not that hard, let me make it easier then. Let me let me push it to that level where it is a little more challenging. Let me challenge myself a little bit more. Let me eat a little cleaner, let me eat a more fruit, let me eat a little bit less bullshit, right? Um, so work on optimizing your plan during that time, okay? Um, Jamie says you're so right. I'm not sure what you're referring to, but I probably am right. <laughs> Never looked at it that way. Again, that's what I want to do. I'm looking to create paradigm shifts in you. I'm trying to help you think outside that dieter mindset. I don't want to say think outside the box. It's so cliche, but I'm trying to think, get you to think outside of that dieter box that you're in, that mindset box you're in, because you see the whole world from that perspective, and that's why you're trapped. You know, and if you can let yourself out of there, it's like, oh shit. (laughs) That's what I get. Like when I work with people, that's the number one thing I'm able to help them with. And again, let me just pitch this real quick. You know, if you are really serious about your weight, you go to programyourselfthin.com. check out the program. You get to work with me for eight weeks. We have two coaching calls each week, every Tuesday and Thursday, you can get on both of them. And I work with you. I keep the group small so I can spend time working with you. That's the most value I can bring you. You know what I mean? I've done over 5,000 private loss sessions. It costs 25 grand to work with me one-on-one. You know what I mean? It, it really is. A tri- I know, I know $1,000 is a lot of money for a lot of people. I understand that. But it's one of the best investments you can make as well. Anyways, um, when, you train, when you train not to think of the pleasure of food, does it come come intuitive after time? Um, listen, you, you're, you are focusing on the pleasure of the food. We're not going to bullshit ourselves here. Um, what you're trying to do when you diet is you're trying to ignore the pleasure of the food. With Program Yourself Then we recognize the pleasure of the food, right? It's good. It's pleasurable. Great. So what, what most people say, okay, forget the pleasure. With Program Yourself Then we want to figure out something that's more pleasurable than the food. They say, oh shit, what's that? What's more pleasurable than food? That's why you're struggling, okay? So in Program Yourself Then you're like, yeah, the food's pleasurable for sure. But you know what's more pleasurable? Being the best version of me. Waking up clear-headed, energized, hopping out of bed being at my goal weight, wearing the clothes I want to wear, looking the way I want to look, feeling the way I want to feel, having the energy, the focus, the motivation to have the relationships I want, being the better parent I want to be, the better partner I want to be, um, working at a higher level so I can be more successful, running my business at a higher level so I'm making more money, got more of the things that I want, right? So whatever's important to you. So is that not more pleasurable than the food? right and so you know again that is the problem we can't pretend the food's not pleasurable it is we need to come up with something that's more pleasurable it's not hard to do but that's something you're never doing you know um and once you do that it it changes the whole process as you can imagine basically what i learned from you is have that visualization of a thin person operate life like her um yeah that's a big part of it there's there is more to it um but in a nutshell, that's it, you know, and that's what the reader rehearsal technique is. It's you consistently clarifying and connecting to that ideal person you wanna be. Again, I can't tell you how many very smart, successful, intelligent people I work with that have a vague, cause you never think about who you wanna be. You're obsessed with who you don't wanna be. You're constantly trying to figure out why you keep being the person you don't wanna be. That's what you know. And when I ask you, who do you wanna be? Tell me about that. You're gonna be, You're going to draw a blank. You don't have the neural connections. You don't have the neural muscles to think about who you want to be. It's not clear in your mind. I guarantee it. I don't know you and I know this. Tell me if it's not true. Please write me a message if it's not true. Because I know it's true. If you're overweight, you don't know who you want to be. You know who you don't want to be, but you do not know who you want to be in any kind of detail. And so you need a process and you can't just sit down and figure it out, by the way, That's a big first step, no doubt, but you need to live this. It's like, if you've never played piano, I can't just like dump a bunch of shit on you. Oh, this is how you play piano. There's a time factor. You start practicing piano. Okay, now let me show you this. Okay, now let me show you this. And you keep evolving. It's the same thing here. That's what motivates me though, by the way. I wanna make this clear because I know you don't think, you think of losing the weight. You think once I lose the weight, that's the finish line biggest mistake you're making when you lose the weights, the starting line, how long want to keep it off for? Right? So I sit in front of you. How do I stay motivated? How do I stay motivated to eat the way I eat, live the way I live? I'm at my goal weight, right? The weight ain't changing anymore. So what motivates me? What motivates me is the personal development aspect. How much can I tweak and optimize my mindset, my lifestyle, my eating? How much can I optimize my business, my ability to be the best parent I want to be the best husband I can be? You know, these things jazz me up. That personal development piece, it's always evolving and and getting better and improving and optimizing. I'm I'm addicted to it. I love it. I love it. And once you start approaching it this way, you'll feel the same way. It's addictive. It feels amazing. And the best part is you can start to feel absolutely fucking amazing right now. You do not have to wait till you lose the weight. Another, that's the second biggest mistake you're making is you're holding out. Once I lose the weight, then I'll feel attractive. Once I lose the weight, then I'll feel confident. No, you won't. No, you won't No, you won't because <laughs> you're going to still think the same fucking way. I'll tell you the example of this. I had a coach at, at one point I was certifying coaches in the program yourself in method. She had been a competitive bodybuilder. Right. And I said, what was it like, you know, right before you go on the stage, right? You're at that, that peak moment of physical perfection. I said, what did it feel like to feel like that, that perfection? She goes, I didn't feel perfection. She goes, I just noticed more in the flaws. So get ready. If you don't change your mindset, that's the path you're on. You're going to lose the way. Oh, well, now the skin's not the way I look. No, I still don't look the way I look. I still feel like shit. Oh, she's still thinner than I am. Oh, shit, You know what I mean? Like, like, that's not the path we're on. We're on the path on day one. How can I feel better? How can I feel great right now? That's what we want. Um, this is so freeing me thinking as the best version of myself is eating what I, fancy, what I fancy, but maybe less. Francesca, there you go. You see what I'm saying? You don't have to stop eating your favorite foods. You have to change the way you're eating them you know, but you do not have to stop eating your favorite foods. And I think stopping your favorite foods is one of the worst decisions a person can make. What about walking 10 K a day? I think that's great. I I think walking 10, 10 K is great. 10 K is arbitrary though. Um, The real science of that is that really you want to get to at least 7,000, you know, anything after 7,000, it it starts to become a little negligible. 10,000 is easy to remember, but 10,000 is great. I think you're moving more. You're probably outside. It's good. Um, And which again brings my point. I love being active. I'm not a big workout guy. Um, I like being active though. And so, yeah, I think shooting at 10,000 steps is a great goal, personally. Um, And it's a great place for people to start. And it's very, very valuable, you know? What's a good breakfast to eat to keep in shape? Now, again, I would never tell you like what a good breakfast is because I believe that people have to figure out for themselves. I think everyone should figure out their own meal plan. Um, You know, you should think about your meal plan like it's a one size fits one plan. The opposite of a diet, right? Where one diet's gonna work for everyone. And you, you figure it out. I know it takes a little bit longer, but then you end up with a plan that's custom made for you, you know? So what's a good breakfast? I will say this, that I think breakfast is the meal you should really focus on optimizing first. I think every day you're building a house with your nutrition, in the first meal of the day, whether it's breakfast or if you're fasting, you know, lunch, um, the first meal really ought to be the most healthiest nourishing meal that you can possibly put in your body. What's that mean? Um, natural, unprocessed foods, ideally. Uh, fiber protein, uh, you know, all the macronutrients, carbs or not, that's up to you. I I, I don't put a lot of carbs. Well, I guess not refined carbs. Anyways, I skip refined carbs as much as possible. So again, Monday through Friday, I'll give you my exact breakfast. I don't like to do this because the diet world is always like, just tell me what you eat. Well, you probably don't want to eat what I eat. You're not me. And you don't have to eat what I'm eating to lose weight. So you know what? I'm not going to say it. (laughs) I'm not going to say it because It's up to you. What do you think is the healthiest thing you can do? Do 20 minutes of research on what the healthiest breakfasts are and figure out which ones kind of resonate with you most in terms of, oh, I kind of like that. That'd be kind of easy to make. And um, that's in a calorie range that that is gonna help me lose weight. And um, test it out. And it works or it doesn't work. If it works, great. If it doesn't work, try something different. But after a week or two weeks of doing this, you're gonna have two, three breakfasts at your disposal that are healthy, nourishing, and that change the entire path of your day. Your breakfast really does have the potential to change the rest of your reading for the day once you lock it down. Um, Debra says, how can we work with you? I need you as my mentor. <laughs> you do, again, I, I, and I understand money's a thing, okay? But first thing I would suggest is go to my bio, get that hypnosis session, listen to it, watch the training. The training's the most important piece. It's, it's what I'm saying, but it's in a more systematic way. Right here, I'm bopping all over the place. Go watch that training. It's, it's probably the most valuable half hour you'll ever have in terms of your weight. Um, then you'll see if my system resonates with you. you. know, If you're listening to this stuff, it probably does. Um, and then, yeah, I, I talk about how to work with me. There's a number of ways, and I got some more ways coming out too that I'm super excited about, okay? Um, I've been, just just for a little background, I've been doing this for 20 years. Programming myself, then I've had for 20 years, and I've had different versions of it that I put out there. Um, the last four or five years, I've really mostly just been doing private coaching, And uh, again, I know my private, I I sat down last year and I was like, well, this isn't really helping me reach my mission. My mission is I wanna help as many people as possible live at their goal weight. And so I kind of pulled back from the private coaching and I put together the program yourself then as a group coaching program, where I read the program and then I offered group coaching. Um, at a much more affordable rate than my private coaching. And so I've been doing that for about nine, 10 months and it's going so well. It's been amazing, you know, the results that people are getting. So I feel really good about that. The program's solid. And so now I offer that without coaching as well. And now I'm about to um, have some new other options coming. Um, cause again, I understand, I understand financial concerns. Okay. And so um, again, what I will say is that if you're really serious and you're able to get in the program, cause that program is a thousand dollars and, it will not be there for long. again, I'm working on a couple of programs. I I, I keep saying this kind of, but I'm gonna get to the advertising piece. And again, I'm gonna, I keep that group small so that I can spend a lot of time with you. And, uh, that means the price will go up, you know? So that, that really is a great deal, but there's other versions as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I I, I don't, you know, if you're really serious, I'll losing weight. There's not too many of me, just to be honest. Uh, There's really not, you know what I mean? I'm a certified hypnotist, neuro-linguistic programming trainer, strategic coach, yoga instructor. I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. Uh, I've done just hundreds and hundreds of hypnosis sessions. Uh, Yeah, you you know what I mean? Like, Like I really do have a unique take on this. And I think the big distinction is this, that I think pretty much everyone in the diet industry, weight loss world is telling you what to do. And I think almost no one is showing you how to get yourself to do it consistently and i think that's that's a different thing that i bring in, bring to the game you know no doubt but anyways listen if you get the hypnosis watch the training even if you don't join any of my programs i am still going to help you i i literally I email you every day and it's not it's not like bullshit stuff it's it's what i'm emailing you used to be a program i used to charge for it, every day is like a lesson there it's helping to change your mindset you know so so again i am here for you regardless if you join my programs or not all right but get get on my email list that's the way i can support you at a higher level all right, and obviously follow me too on TikTok. Um, I ate 1400 calories yesterday and still gained weight. I'm counting actually in lift. Do I lower? I mean, you know, one day, you know what I mean? Like, like I don't even know what we're talking about. You know, we, you gotta have a longer term time frame. Listen, weight loss is unpredictable and uncertain in the short term. Okay, you've got to understand that. So, looking to see what you lost this week in this month, it, it's just not enough time. You know, um, weight loss is unpredictable and certain in the short term and very predictable and certain in the long term. And so the longer you make your time for it, the easier and more effective it's going to be for you. Um, you helped me so much. Well, thank you. I'm glad that that's what I'm here for. I'm really glad to hear that. Um, if I'm eating the same calories consistently, then it should go up a pound. Uh, I'm on a cut, but I'm getting all my macronutrients and so I don't know what else to, that's not on this area. Uh, uh-uh. I'm eating five or six times a day, but it's very lean and dense protein dense. It it'd be like that, you know. I will say, I I, mean, I can tell you you're probably more in the muscle building area. I'm not an expert on that. I, I did a train, I did a, a series a few years ago called the Elite Body, where I interviewed the top fitness trainers and, and nutritionists on the planet. Um, the guy I would recommend, I, he's my top. I, I love this guy is Tom Venudo. and I think I think he's a guy you might want to follow that, that would have better answers for you than that. My specialty is helping people that know what they should do, but aren't able to get themselves to do it. Um, typically it's, it's people that are, that are very smart, think a lot in their head, um, are successful in areas of their lives, professionally or personally, you know, they're, they're great at their work. They're great, you know, moms, parents, um, but they struggle with the weight, you know, so they got all the skills to, to master their weight. They just don't know how to map those skills over to their weight, you know? And so that's kind of who I help with, you know? Um, uh, Mike says regarding sleep, I slept a lot. The first time I was losing weight, I kept it off for more than 10 years. Yeah, exactly. Micah sleep is, is the magic weapon. I, I don't like to use these words. You know, we, we hear that shit all the time with the weight loss, but sleep, hydration, relaxation are probably the three lifestyle habits that will have the greatest impact on your weight. Right. And, and so it's like, that's why I say like with program yourself, in. we're not just restricting calories. You, you know what I mean? Like, like yeah just the calorie only approach, right? When I tell you about the weight mastery pyramid, mindset, lifestyle, eating, most people are just focusing on eating. Now again, in that pyramid, you you wanna think about like, the mindset piece is almost like underground, and above ground, the physical pieces of it are the lifestyle and the eating. And so when it comes to actually, the actual physical things that influence your weight, it's the lifestyle eating pieces, okay? And so the lifestyle is getting the right sleep, relaxing, hydrating yourself those probably have the biggest impact on what you're gonna eat, how you eat, how you handle that food. And um, so again, with programming yourself thin, it's not just about cutting calories and losing weight, it's about getting yourself back to a place where you're energized, where you're clear headed, where you're focused, where you're motivated naturally. And once you do that, your eating tends to naturally improve without doing anything, you know? So I'm not surprised that that helped. Calorie counting. Uh, I don't like calorie counting. Now again, the core rule of program yourself thin, there's no right or wrong, there's only what works for you. So so if, if cal if you love calorie counting, and it works for you, then, then you do that. Okay. Program yourself thin is diet agnostic, meaning I work with there's people in the program that are carnivores, vegans, keto, anything. I don't care what you do, because it's up to you to figure out what works for you. There's seven billion plus people on the planet. There's no one way that, that works for everyone. So it's up to you to figure out what works for me. You know, what resonates with me? What kind of, what do I like? And again, it takes a little bit longer. We don't have to told what to do and follow it. But if you take this path, you end up with so much more self-awareness and understanding of who you are and a plan that fits you like a glove. And as you can imagine, having a plan that fits you like a glove is a lot easier to stick to, right? I mean, that's not, it's not rocket science and it's it's kind of an obvious idea, right? But it's like, we just never think about that because we're conditioned to think like dieters, you know? Um, but so calorie count now, listen, I like calorie counting as an exercise. I think counting calories, if you're kind of struggling with the way you're just getting started with this process, I like the idea of calorie counting for a week or so just to kind of calibrate where you're at. I think it's very, I think most people underestimate the calories they're consuming right off the bat. If you don't know it's broke, you can't fix it. So if you calorie, you count calories, track them for a week or so just to kind of calibrate. Oh, I thought this had this much calories in it. Oh, I was right. Great. Um, I thought as much calories and it has this much as, oh shit, I didn't realize that, you know? And I think that's very helpful because now you have a clear lens as a perception to approach your weight loss with. So that's kind of how I feel about it. Your communication technique is fabulous. Your messages are clear. I appreciate you and your content. Thank you, Nora. I appreciate you saying that again. My communication technique is, uh, that that's, that's my hypnosis. You know what I mean? Like I I've been doing this for a long time. You know what I mean? I'm not just learning things and saying them to you. I'm hopefully my, my goal is to say them in a way that that goes deeper, right? And make some changes. I want you thinking about the things I've been saying when you wake up at three in the morning, you're like, Oh, yeah, you know, I want you to randomly like, Oh, yeah. And again, the more you expose yourself to the podcast, the emails I send you, if you get in the program, there's daily hypnosis, such I send you, you know, and it's what I'm doing is I'm helping you develop a new mindset. And when you have that new mindset, everything changes. So thank you for saying that. I Appreciate that. You're so right. Oh, my God. I'm glad I'm glad you appreciate that. Autopilot requires no calorie, macro counting, just mindful as goal. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Jim. See you later and hopefully soon in your program. Yeah, I, I would love to see you, Astrid, in, the, in the program. That'd be great. Um, that's amazing strategy. Works for me. Yep. Great job. All right, everyone, this worked out perfect. Hitting just about 90 minutes is a long one. I was going to do a short one because I got a million sessions today, but I get carried away. <laughs> I signed up, going to listen to the hypnosis tonight. Awesome, Francesca. Great. And make sure you watch the training too. And now you're on the email list, so super excited. Um, to see see in there. Um, super. All right everyone. again, if you want to hear more of it, podcast is program yourself then, that's always available on all the platforms. Um, how do you get on the email? list? us go, go to my bio and click there's a link there. I give you a free hypnosis session and it, it's a custom session so you answer it and, and, and I have to it has to get processed and it'll send to you like in, it takes like five minutes. Um, but in the meantime, I bring you to a page where there's a training, um, which is really three steps to master your weight. Watch that training. Okay. It's about a half hour or so, but it's, it's, I think it's really good. And it'll just kind of give a different way to to approach all this. All right. Um, you're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you for your time. You're, you're totally welcome. Um, yeah. So, so listen to the podcast, get on my email list. I think that's, that's a key thing I suggest. Follow me on TikTok. You know, I, am always putting videos out. Uh, and again, you just never know when one of these videos hits you at the right time, it can be so, so helpful, you know, and that's why I do it. So thank you so much, everyone. I really appreciate it. Have a great day and we'll talk soon. Bye.